Hello, everybody. Welcome to your wrong. So, Matt, what is everybody wrong about today? Uh, well, Luciano, uh, everybody's wrong about monetization in gaming. Specifically, game companies really don't know how to monetize games with their player base in mind. Let me give you my favorite example of a company who doesn't know how to do it properly. It's it's you know it's Destiny. Um, Bungie has really struggled to find a way to take a game that they want to be sort of an you know massive online game and giving people something of value <clears throat> to continue playing the game with. Um, they primarily uh, sort of monetize their game through two means. They have the the seasons pass, which I think come out like what it's like every three months, right? I think yeah. something like that. Every three months, yeah. Yeah, um, and they also have their uh, DLC content, which I think comes out every six months, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the expansions are every yeah. year, I think, or every nine months. Every year? Yeah. 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 But so, carry on, carry on. Yeah, less than than the, the, the Seasons Pass. <clears throat> and the problem is, is that the Seasons Pass trades on essentially wasting your time for marginal upgrades. Yeah. Um, and it's about 10 bucks US, I think maybe closer to 12 or you know, almost 15 in Canada. Um, but when you play through it, it's it's 100 levels, which is a lot of content. But you basically do the same things you always do in the game regardless. And you get minor upgrades and or things that you need. You know, you get, uh, what's that, trinket? You get every every season's pass that levels your light level up slightly higher, right? Yeah. Um, it also, like, not to get too far into the game details, but it also, like, reduces your overall power because a lot of it is based on you know, a thing that you get every season. So you lose yeah. that power, have to get it back up. Yeah. I think you get it, right? Because you get the season without paying, but to power it up and to get all the rewards, uh, you don't get all the rewards necessarily, or you takes you much longer to, to get them. Um, Some of think, them you just don't get. Yeah, yeah. Like I think you get, you get the gun or you get a, a weapon, but if you don't pay, if you pay, you get it right away. And if you don't pay, you've got to wait like, you know, a number of levels. So I, I shouldn't get too far into the weeds of how, how that works, but because the main, the main argument is it's not fun. No, it's no, like it's not. It's a job. It's another, right? it's another job. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, so that's not fun. I think the, the DLC content has, you know, it's been hit or miss, but I think it's, that's generally the, the better part of the game is that you get more content of the game to play through, but they're, they just seem so, restrictive like they just want to give you just enough content to keep you in there and that's really why they're the way they've structured it is it sucks yeah and, and it seems like i i played until the beginning of the year or so and it seemed to me so i played season eight season nine and season 10 i think and each one so season eight was together with the latest expansion yeah which was shadow keep uh I didn't particularly like the whole moon story base because our storyline because I I didn't play the first game first of all yeah. and Bungie does not know how to tell a story with quests and stuff you have to go like I there's a, a channel that I used to follow more closely back then my yeah. guy guys my name is Bife is great at like exposing the lore and kind of like making it like he does what Bungie should have done basically yeah. You're just giving away free advertisement to this guy right now, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, but yeah, so I I get that if you know the story, that was cool. But to me, it was just like the moon was boring. The gameplay there was kind of boring. 
and yeah. but and and then the season stuff that you had to do and the expansion stuff that you had to do were separate so at the very least you had a lot of content even if a lot of it was grindy and then but then season 9 and 10 were just seasons and each one got progressively more boring to the point where i was like you know what i don't even and you know how much of a loot whore I am. Like I want mm -hmm. all of the exotics. I want all of the the shiny things. I want all of the fucking uh, um, shaders to, you know. I've spent more time fucking coloring my gear than I did playing the the damn game to some extent. Yeah. I'm, and I'm, pr I'm pretty glad I didn't play WoW with you because I'm pretty sure you would have rolled neat on everything just in case. No, 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 mm -hmm. no. No, no. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would roll greed on everything for sure, <laughs> but not me. Um, okay. But yeah, so like even even me who is – I'm like self-motivated with this shit. Even I was like, okay, I'm, I'm out. It's just yeah. grinding, boring shit, right? Yeah. And, and I think the problem there is this is sort of a low common denominator solution for longevity in games where it's like, yeah, let's just make content every three months. The problem is – how can you make quality content every three months? You can't. Like, it's, there's just not enough time to get it through, right? Yeah. So I think that that's, that, to me, the problem with, you know, what you started talking about is that a lot of the companies are not looking at, hey, what, what would work best for my game? They're looking at, what have other people done that worked? And yeah. then they just do that. And what, what progresses my game, right? Because that's the, the biggest knock with Destiny is, you know, other than progressing the story, like the guns have been the same forever, I think. Uh, the mechanics have been roughly the same. There's, there's, they haven't really added in another gun or, you know, they've added, you know, a different machine gun, but they haven't really, you know, really expanded the core concept of the game since it's been released. And I think that's one of the things that's missing is, is you want to escalate, you want to push the game forward in some way, shape or form. Yeah, which I think the expansions do to some extent. Even, you know, l leaving aside the fact that I thought it was boring. I'm sure a lot, of, a lot of people liked it. But at least those are trying to move the story of the of the game forward. And they're, you know, hopefully introducing a few new mechanics. Like Forsaken, which was before the Shadowkeep, right? Introduced like yeah. Gambit mode and all that stuff. So sure. that's... Yeah. that's a positive thing i think right yeah you're right they did add the gambit all that stuff the what's his name the gambit man drifter the drifter yeah sorry it's not the gambit man oh that's a pretty cool name for him but yeah they did add that <laughs> stuff after the fact um so you are right they but it's not it's it is coming in in expansions which i think is okay although i think there was a season of the gambit or season of the drifter sorry so that wasn't that was after forsaken yeah 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 so that that I'm okay with. If you come up with new uh, <clears throat> game styles as as part of seasons, even if the story doesn't go necessarily too much forward, that's yeah. fine. But it's clearly not working. Like all I hear, read on Reddit and all I hear from people is how boring the game is. Even diehard fans of the thing are like, "Yeah, you know, oh, this is so boring. This is so grindy." Blah blah blah. I don't know how many like because we played for you know we played you and I you know when we were playing around. I guess it would have been like, you know, maybe October through January, February. We were playing like every day. And oh, yeah. so now yeah. Google wants to show me news articles about Destiny all the time. And it's like Destiny pros hate this mode or, yeah. you know, whether like 
the game is in a really sorry state. And I, I, I attribute it largely to uh, Bungie's inability to innovate on, on the seasonal mode um, because their DLCs come so infrequently. They, they want players in all the time, but they're not giving them a, a gameplay loop that is is fun. You know, if we were to pivot to to a different game uh, and sort of a different style other than sort of the the subscription style, you could also look at loot boxes. And we can come up with two examples that are almost the opposite. If you look at a game like Overwatch that gives you loot boxes for, for play, you basically, you know, if you, you get X number of experience and you level up and you get access to a loot box, but you can also purchase them and they give you cosmetics like skins and, and you know, voice sounds and icons. Or you can look at something like Rocket League where you play a lot and you get loot boxes, but you have to, to pay to open the loot box. And you can see the, the two different ones there. Like which one of those two would you prefer? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, and I I hear I haven't played Rocket League in a while, but I hear it changed a little bit. I don't I'm not necessarily sure exactly how. And we can like if you know if anybody's interested in learning about it or hearing about it, we can probably bring Alexa in here and have a have a uh, uh, like a, a version two of this or whatever. But yeah, like it's terrible because I remember when I played. Now that was a point when I was playing every day. You know, you get a bunch of duplicates first of all on Rocket League. And when you do get a box that has something rare, you have to pay for the key, right? Whereas, as you were saying on, on Overwatch, you just get, like, it's all luck, both in both cases, right? But it, you don't have to, if you don't want to pay a single cent for a loot box, you don't have to. If you want to spend, I don't know, $250 like I did over the course of like <laughs> two or so years in loot boxes, you can too. Right. Yeah, it's, I'm not. I'm not better. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you because. Oh, I, oh, I know but. this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's, uh, and I like. I don't mean to be all googly eyed with Overwatch. It's not like it's a perfect game or anything, you know. It, but but this particular part of it, the monetization of it, I think they had at least a decent, like a fair idea. You know what I mean? Like I, I heard someone say that you know Blizzard make games that are like cocaine in game form, which I feel is appropriate. So yeah. they know they know they have a good product that people are gonna come back to to some extent. And then they say, hey, by the way, if you want this cool looking thing, here's the way you can get it. You can either play a lot, or you can you know pay whatever eleven dollars and get like ten or something like that. Yeah. Right, blue yeah. boxes, and if even if you don't get the thing, and this is, I think, this is the main thing that I like about that system is that, oh, here, here's a duplicate. No, instead of getting the duplicate and having to go trade or something, here's like virtual coins that you know you can collect. You can't buy them, you can collect them, and once you do have enough, go buy the thing. Yeah. Right. Well, and and the one thing I we forgot about with Destiny, and I forgot to mention, is that unlike with Overwatch. Overwatch is you, you know, there are different levels of skins and they cost more, more mm-hmm. than the coin you earn, uh, or it's harder to get based on the rarity, but they don't trap the best stuff behind a pay only store like they do in Destiny when with the Eververse store. Oh, you know, yeah. The coolest armor, the coolest skins, they're all trapped behind having to pay uh, real money to get them. Um, so that's, well, a, that's another thing. To the, yeah, a lot of the, so because you have the bright dust thing where, some things are purchasable every week with uh, bright dust. Sure. Yeah. Right. But that, yeah, it's still not ideal. Like if I want to get the full set of armor of something right away, I have to pay money. Yeah. Right. Thank God it's just, you know, cosmetics. There's no like, 
because even if you do get a cool gun and you can get some cool actually no eververse is just like vehicles and ships and stuff right it's it's the, all the cosmetic stuff yeah they, yeah they haven't gated like an actual gun it's just the skin for the gun right that's that's good yeah but like yeah if like i remember when i was about to stop playing they had released on on that season a pretty cool looking warlock armor that i wanted and i had to wait every week was a different piece and every week i had to go get bright dust which is not necessarily something that like if you do a lot of uh strikes and stuff um you can get them but like i had to go grind a little bit of bright dust to make sure that i could get them and but if i wanted to buy the full set nope that's real money Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. so that's that's another knock against, uh, you know, Destiny. I will say, that, you know, it is it is good that they're not, you know, I think we've gotten past that phase where people charged you money for in-game items and in-game content that would give you an edge over other people. I think I think the industry itself has gotten away from it. Hopefully, just, yeah. Know, I think we forgot to mention this, but we're not talking about mobile gaming here. Mobile gaming is in a space that is completely different from from standard gaming. Um a lot of that offerings freemium or pay to play in a different way. And we're really talking about, you know, your, your games, you've already paid a full price to get access to play uh, and how they are monetizing themselves past the, the initial sale of that game. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't even, I don't have any sort of knowledge about mobile gaming to even talk about it. All I know is what I hear from, from our mutual friends that do play those things. And I'm glad yeah. I don't play them, but that's, that's a conversation we can have another time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so we have we've looked at you know uh, the the sort of uh, the loot boxing method, and we've looked at the um, seasonal pass method. Uh, we should probably talk about some of the older methods as well. Um, just before you know, we go there, I just wanted yeah. to bring up one game that we played recently that we hadn't played in a long time, which was Team Fortress Two, right. which has a similar uh, method of loot boxing. To um, Rocket League, where you get drops after every game, and some of them are just items, and some of them are boxes that you have to buy a key to open. As far as I know, the advantage there, which I think is valid, um, and it's a valid alternative, I think, for a company to go into, is the crafting system. So even you know boxes uh, in Team Fortress have rarer stuff. And they do, those are, they're not necessarily advantages, but they are different items that you use in-game, not just cosmetics, right? You can get guns, you can get, uh, obviously, hats, because that's what the game's about. But, like, um, you can, all, I think all of them you can craft. It takes a long time, a long time of playing because you have to get materials to craft. But that's an, like, that's an alternative similar to paying with virtual coins like Overwatch has, right? Do you, you want to? pay money for this no then you know grind away and build them that's valid i think that's better yeah so so you you like the ability to have choice over the the cosmetic item you're going to get in the game right yeah how like because i if it's a game that i like i will probably pay one way or another right but but i like to have the choice of you know what i have enough materials here or i have enough duplicates here because team fortress always also gives you duplicates Maybe I'll just, you know, like shard this thing, shard this thing. This while player talking, I'll shard this thing and and you know make another thing for me. That's right. I think that's good. It gives me control, a little bit of control at least over how I get my cosmetics. Yeah, 
Um, so, so that's actually brings me to a different topic entirely. The one I want to talk about is, um, you know, the sports games that have the collectible cards and I'm singling them out because I, you know, we could talk about your collectible card games, you know, like magic and hearthstones and, and they are similar to this, but they're an interesting case that I don't think we can cover properly here because they come from the real world of paying for packs of cards to play the game. And, and so the expectation for people in those games is that they are going to pay for the cards and use them. And it's a little bit different than, you know, paying for a full game and then having to pay uh, for extra content outside. You need those cards to play the game. Um, so I'll put those aside, but, you know, talking about uh, NHL, FIFA, Madden, they all have a mode where uh, you build sort of an ultimate team uh, and you do this by collecting packs and you play the game and you earn coins to buy packs or you can pay real world money to to get access to the packs. And, you know, you're going to get the same thing as anything else. You're going to get a bunch of cards for players and some of them are going to be have higher like uh, uh, not severity, higher stats. Yeah, but it's not from severity. It's from like the um, rarity. Sorry, there we go. Right. From the rarity, you know, the, you know Wayne Gretzky's or the uh, Pat <laughs> Mahomes of the world are going to come in as being super rare cards, whereas the, you know, the you and I of the football world will come in as like <laughs> a bronze piece of garbage card because no one wants to actually play with us. Um, fair, fair. So what do you, what do you think about that model? So I, I have a very specific opinion about sports games in, and especially because most of them are yay. And, and I like everything, almost everything EA touches turns to shit. It's like a reverse Midas touch or something. <laughs> Like seriously, they bought Bioware. Bioware turned into a puddle of shit, right? What, then, what, what's the um, if Midas had the golden touch? Who who in the world has the shit touch? Is it Elon Musk right now? Well, his his touch turns things to weed more than that's that's probably fair. Let's yeah. just move on. We're never gonna figure that one out. Yeah. So, but like, I think it's to some extent, like you said, it's modeled after a real world thing of buying packs of cards to be able to play. But I find, I don't know, there's something insidious about it for me. If, if I'm honest, the way I think, and this will never happen, especially now with EA, I don't think, but the, I think the way that games like FIFA or NHL or, or, or Madden or what have you, or NBA, should work is almost like an MMO in the sense that it's always the same game that you get like, periodic updates to gameplay right. or to textures or whatever and then everything else is just like expansions in the sense of getting more content because like new players come in old players retire you know teams change uh, composition whatever right yeah and so like that makes sense to pay for that kind of content and for like you know better textures or optimization that kind of stuff but yeah. like the fact that we get a new NHL, a new FIFA, a new Madden, a new uh, whatever ping pong online game <laughs> every year, when and you look at it, like last the last FIFA game I owned was FIFA 2013, and then I recently we were playing, um, or someone was playing close to me. I think it was at work yeah. uh, when we were allowed to convene in large groups. <laughs> yes. Um, and I looked at the game. I'm like, this is not really that appreciably different. It, yeah, the textures are better, but the gameplay is mostly the same. So why am I paying for a full new game? It's not like it costs thirty bucks. It costs no. another eighty again. And, and not that I want to go back to the collectible card games like the Magic's and the Hearthstone, but 
they don't charge you anything for the game engine. Exactly. They just charge you for the cards, right? And to be fair, the EA thing is just, it is a portion of the game. You know, you get the GM mode and you get to just to play regular games, etc. So it's not the main portion of the game, but it is interesting that they're able to sell you a full game every year with, you know, a roster update and some minor tweaks and, and then sell you all these cards for this mode. Well, I mean, don't forget the all new music that gets into every new game because that's very important. Oh, the menu yeah. music is now a different kind of electronic thing. It's great. Yeah. Hey, so, yeah. There's, well, there's no way you can get new music into a game. So, like, you have to release a new game every year. Yeah, of course. Because, I mean, what is a game without new music, right? But, um, yeah, so, like, I, I don't... This is the kind of thing where it's a mode inside the game. And if you choose not to play that mode, you can. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's not like it's the whole game. So it's got that benefit for sure. Yeah, so I like you asked me what I thought of it. I don't think it's a huge problem unless the packs are super expensive, and unless like, like, do you get? I never really try to play those modes. Do you get like gated out of the mode if you don't buy the packs? What happens? Well, uh, so my my knowledge base, to be fair, comes primarily from NHL. I I, I haven't bought a game in a couple of years either. I'm like you. I realized that. You know, the folly of this was was me giving away a lot of money, and there's just so much of the content to, to I want to experience. But right. with NHL, um, you you got if you played the Mo, you got uh, currency for winning games, and you can win tournaments and playing against other people. So you got the money to to buy the packs. You didn't have to spend real world money, uh, but you would have uh, the cards would be better. You know, if you bought a bigger pack or a more expensive pack, you have a better chance to get a better rarity, so a better player. And for a while, the NHL ones had had contracts. So you'd have to get contract cards and you have to apply a contract card to the player card in order to continue using him. I don't remember if you could ever like be completely blocked out of this person, but there is a chance that if you're not playing enough, um, you wouldn't be able to have the top best team because you might run out of contract. So they are, they're like 15% gating you out of the content, I guess, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, And is that for like online play? Uh, it's for any of that that specific mode. If you're playing, you can play a tournament against the 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 CPU, or you could go online. It would be the same. A, okay. a game you play with that player would cost you a contract for. Okay. Yeah. I I've always seen it, and you know, the moment I saw, oh, buy a pack for, I was like, up, oh, I'm out, I'm out. Right. So, my my thing with FIFA, which is the one I always play, I played a little bit of NHL with you. And I suck at it, so it's um, just soccer on ice, bro. I thought you were Brazilian and Canadian. That's like your sweet spot. Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a reverse Venn diagram where I suck <laughs> because of both. But <laughs> um, but yeah, FIFA is the one I play the most. I I think the first FIFA I played was FIFA '94, like on God like damn year old the Genesis. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. NHL '94, '93, '92, they're all <laughs> the best. Anyways. So it, so like I with FIFA, my main since 2011, I bought 2011 and 2013, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And I really like the manager mode where you get to you can play if you want, but you get to manage the team. And then I never went into the card pack thing. But I found when I went like when I went to look at uh, 2014 or 2015, whenever it was that I wanted to buy, I'm like, this is the same game. They didn't even fix the bugs they had with the. <laughs> With the manager mode on the other one, why why would I buy this? And so they made they made some more, but they didn't fix anything. Yeah. So I think I think it, the card mode is all right. Um, like I said, it really depends on the kind of like 
Okay, so let me let me rephrase that. Yeah. The card mode, paying for packs of cards would be all right if it wasn't a full a triple A priced game every year. Right. That so or, and or like you gotta remember, like your cards, as far as I remember, don't transfer games. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's, that's my point, yeah. Whereas a game with Hearthstone or Magic, like the cards may not be usable in the quote unquote like competitive season, but I can still use the cards I purchased in other modes in other ways. No, same with Gwent, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, I, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of card games, nowhere near as as much as you are for sure, because I know you love them. But like, I I liked Gwent inside Witcher Three, and I thought that that's what the game was going to be outside, and it. They changed it a lot, so I dropped it. But like, I, what I saw was exactly what you're saying. Like, you get the game. Um, I think it's not free though. But you, Qu- you get. Quint? Yeah. You talk. I'll look. Okay. So like, I'm pretty sure. Even if you do have to pay, it's not a huge. Like, it's not a triple A price. You're not going to pay eighty dollars for fucking Gwent. But um if i recall correctly you have an op- an, an option of getting almost any card if you play enough either by cuz you can craft cards if i'm not mistaken <clears throat> and you can also uh get them in i i'm pretty sure you can get them in packs but i don't think you have to pay for any card so like and as an aside the, like in a card game card packs are sort of the bread and butter of the game Right, FIFA has other ways of, you know, giving content away or, or putting out content, and so do, do all the other sports games. So I don't think you can't really compare the two. And even when you do, like you said, Hearthstone three, all you have to do is you know, pay for the cards if you want to pay for the cards. So like it compares unfavorably twice. So I like if each year you paid like twenty bucks for the new version of whatever sports game you wanted, and then you had to buy the the packs. Sure, but eighty? But no, sorry. Yeah, it's uh. So I looked it up. Uh, it's free to play Gwent, and oh, there you go. I don't know enough about it, but you know, looking here, there's a way to purchase kegs, card kegs, and yeah, they're either a hundred or or looks like two packs or three nineteen. Don't know if that's Canadian or American, but it's relatively the same to. It looks like it's USD. It's mostly the same to what it costs for Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Yeah. yeah, it's it, it, you are right. Like, you know, I do want to spend a bit more time talking about uh, the other the other ways you can you you can do it that I don't think are are the best. But I will say with the card games is I think there is some some room for the sports games to completely change their monetization structure, um, servicing their fans, and I think probably gaining more money in the long term by giving up some short term some short-term gain uh we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit um the, the other ones i wanted to talk about are just the old style right I mean, we've gone yeah, through right. all the new style ones pretty good but the old style we're talking about the straight up subscription you know like world of warcraft uh or just an expansion to a game you know you buy the game you pay for an expansion and you know i guess dlc is an expansion in my mind i've always treated an expansion as a lot more content where dlc is like smaller chunks I, I mean, yeah, it's a nomenclature thing, right? If yeah. you download the expansion, then it is downloadable content. But I see what yeah, you mean. All right, fine. No, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like ex- expansion is like, uh, it's like Frozen Throne, right? Yeah. Or or like the expansions. If we're gonna let's bring it to the current decade, shall we? And or at least 
less than 10 years ago or, or more. Because okay. um, I was going to talk about Inquisition, the Dragon Age Inquisition, but that was still like six years ago. But nah, they, yeah. they had like two or three expansions. And th those were like solid, another solid... Well, for a regular normal person, another 10, 15 hours of play. For me, it was another 50. But I, you know, I'm the You're monster correct. here. You are the monster here. Hey, yeah, so like, I, guess, I guess if I was to describe it, DLC to me is like an extra piece of the story. Whereas an expansion brings story, but it also brings new modes, new features, you know, like in Warcraft, because uh, we're both really familiar with it, you usually get like a new landmass that opens up. So it like adds a large portion to the content. Whereas a DLC is is smaller, it wouldn't necessarily add, add more to the content, but it just might progress a storyline or add, you know, 10 levels to your character, uh, you know, something like that. So where would you put the, the WoW expansions? Because they, they only add levels. Well, they add a new landmass sometimes, yeah. unless it's Cataclysm. Most expansion <laughs> adds a new landmass or completely destroys the entire landmass, so it's like it's new. Um, so I, I treat the WoW ones as expansions. Well, scoff okay. at it all you want. That's a whole other podcast we should probably go into at some point. Okay. But yeah, so I, I think I'm being arbitrary in my decisions, for sure. Like DLC expansion, call what you want. You're paying for content, and that's that's the sort of model we're used to. I mm -hmm. pay you X amount of money, you give me the game. I can pay you more money, additional money, and you'll give me additional game. Uh, and the only other difference one there is subscription, right? You're paying, you're paying WoW to play their game, but you're not necessarily getting anything out of it. Now, listen, we can get down that road, and there's stuff you are getting out of it, but a large portion of your paying your subscription is to maintain the servers, to maintain the game, to make sure it's up and running. Yeah, I don't. I don't think any other game nowadays, a new game, could get a, a, away with what WoW gets away with, which is paying. You pay for the game, then you pay every month, and then you pay for expansions. Right? That's yeah. People don't want to spend that much money all the time. Which is hilarious because they're trying to find every other way under the sun to get that without getting that. Yeah. But like, if you look at any newer, like passively successful MMO, they're either, you know, you don't pay for the game, but you pay for a subscription or you pay for the game and then you don't pay for a subscription. So yeah, like most of, them, or. most of them are like destiny or like yeah. Guild Wars was like that for, I don't even know if that still exists anymore. God, that might dated me, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so well, Lineage, okay, so, let's, let's date ourselves. Lineage, okay. Lineage 2, yeah. right? All of those. Yeah. Fable or Asheron's Call or it's just, I don't want to talk about it anymore. So, okay. So we have Recent Tale. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ultimate Line. What is EverQuest? Yeah. How far back can we go here? No, we're, we're good. We're good. Okay. We're, we've, we've proven we, we're old. Great. Uh, so, so we've got, you know, 15 minutes left here. What, what do you think is the ideal way to solve this going forward? I don't think there is an ideal way. As with most things, a silver bullet's not going to exist, right? I think it's games or game companies, I should say, they need to figure out what works for their game and for their player base. Even like you could argue to some extent that similar games can apply similar methods of, you know, continuous monetization. And that I think that's okay, but I, I still think that, you know, even though let's let's pick two games and one of them I don't I don't play so I'm, I can't really speak a whole lot about it but like Destiny and Borderlands 
they're both looter shooters. Yep. Like, so that's I us. That... They're saluters. Please kill yourself. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know if the player base of like for Borderlands, let's say, I don't know if they have the same views about how the game goes or how the game progresses in terms of more content as the, the player base on Destiny does. But let's assume it is. That still isn't like just copying, you know, what, uh, I don't know, sports games do or, or you know, regular RPG games do or, or what have you. Because I don't think just because and let's let's touch on, on one that hasn't been talked about in a while. I don't think, but it is a, one of the most egregious examples of like Battlefront, right? Oh, Star Wars yeah. Battlefront. Yeah. So like they they took the worst of like three kinds of, of monetization schemes and used them. Right? You get you got gated content behind paywalls because you had to pay for stuff, or yeah. you could grind for four thousand hours. And I'm not even being hyperbolic here to get something like uh, Darth Vader, which I mean, you know, as both both you and I are big fans of Star Wars, who who cares about Darth Vader, right? I mean, not not at that effort level, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I probably would if I had bought that game. But yeah. like that, we, that's me. We, we both would have. But let's pretend in, we're in this fantasy world where we're not idiot, idiots. That, okay, I like that world. Yeah. Okay. So, but like, um, that. so that was like EA looking, in my head, it, there was like EA looking at, you know, other companies doing stuff in the UN. Ooh, we can make a lot of money like this. And not a single thought was spared for, is this the right idea for this kind of game? Yeah. Right? And I think Destiny is the same. Destiny was like, oh, this season pass thing. And rem remember, season pass started with games like um, uh, Arkham Asylum or uh, probably say Arkham City and that kind of game where you knew there were going to be, you know, I don't know, five, six, seven rounds of DLCs coming. Right. And then you could pay for each or you could just pay for a season pass. And then any DLC that came, you already had. Right. Yes. That I find was a good model before games found out that or game companies found out that they could exploit that and just release like shit DLCs and day one DLCs and day zero DLCs and say, oh, but but the season pass, right? I don't like they, they started abusing it. But then that got converted to, oh, pay for a season pass, but it's just for this season. So if you're going to have 10 seasons, you're going to have to pay 10 season passes. Yeah, that's $120 for for you know, what, uh, 30, 30 months worth of, yeah, that's well, not, that's a lot of money. I mean, it's only, it's only three to, or four times a year, right? It's every three months. So no, I mean, if you're paying for all 10 seasons is what I'm saying. Oh right? yeah. 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 That's fair. Uh, I will say that, you know, season seasons pass has also existed in, in games like PUBG, but you know, I think the difference with PUBG versus destiny is you're playing PUBG to get a chicken dinner, not to, to like advance the story advanced story or get slightly better loot right and so having a a season's pass is a nice bonus because you're here anyways so you can do these fun things while you're doing it to give you a different way to play the game but it's it's such a yeah. different way you're still there to win the game whereas destiny doesn't have that so they're they're really trading on just the season's pass and that's that's where they're falling falling flat it, in that regard. Th that's exactly my point yeah you you summed it up really nicely like it works for PUBG. it works for like my wife plays Dead by Daylight, right? And it has the same system where you're already playing the game. And here's the season pass with, you know, cosmetic stuff and some quests you can do to get more, 
whatever currency they have, right? That kind of stuff. So uh, blood points, I think they're called, which is great. But great, like, yeah. um, but that doesn't apply to Destiny. No. You're not, you're not, because like a, a game like PUBG, a game like even look Overwatch to some extent, it's the same game over and over again. It just, the fun is in the different sorts of challenges you get from playing with different people, with different compositions. With you're trying know, to win. Yeah. There's an, there's an obvious win scenario in those games. At, at, at every match, right? Yeah. And that's just not the case, unless you're playing PvP on, on Destiny. And, and PvP really is relegated to like a second-class citizen as far as the mode goes. I mean, they invest into it, but not that much. So yeah, they, They've hit, been hit or miss with it, for sure. Yeah, I like the... I, honestly, it's one of the few kind of games where PvP... Like having a PvE mode and, and having a PvP mode, I enjoy PvP as much as I do with Destiny because it's just fun, even though it's frustrating as hell sometimes. But like the point is the season pass is just a a shoehorning of something that works elsewhere to kind of try to make the game seem like it's more dynamic than it actually is, if we're honest. Destiny is not a dynamic game. It's just not at all. Yeah. So I I think I agree with you. And and the point is that you really got to target your solutions to monetization to the game it exists in. You know, WoW is able to charge a subscription fee a lot because that's what they've always done, but also because the player base is willing to pay it. You know, the same thing with um, having a game like, oh, spacing out on this. Oh, Hearthstone. Um, you know, as much as you can say you pay a lot of money to play Hearthstone, everybody around Hearthstone knows exactly what they're getting into and is willing to pay it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, that's a good point. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. Whereas Destiny is just like they shoehorned it in. So, so since we've spent, you know, we said it was about games and we really basically just shadowed over Destiny 2. How, <laughs> how would you fix Destiny 2? What model would you use to improve it? I would, it's going to sound like a Blizzard bitch, the Blizzard bitch that I am, or used to be at the very least. And I model it after something like, wow, where, you know, you release content because there is content to release, not because it hit you hit the three month mark, and you know try to try to make it so that it's natural a natural sort of progression, more than shoehorning in something like you know last season I played it was like oh look at this thing and like a bunch of stuff happening and you're like why should I care about any of this? I I just don't right so I don't mind the the like games like destiny like wow and like you know like evergreen games let's call them it's fine that they have to have new content every so often but i think one expansion a year like with new like you know in the same model like like get a new planet and get you know increase the level cap or in this case increase the light level cap because they don't they don't have levels anymore sure Uh, you know new loot that kind of stuff yeah. That's all fine every year, let's say. Yeah. But like, don't try to shoehorn in content that you're making me pay for. The worst part of the way that the Destiny does it is you pay for the season pass if you want to, and you still have to grind 100 levels to get everything, right? If I'm grinding, then let it be free, and then I grind if I want to. Or if I'm paying, then, you know, give me stuff. You yeah, know what I mean? It is interesting that I'm paying for the right to waste my time. Yeah, and then you pay for it, 
and you feel like you have to waste your time on it or spend your time on it because okay now i paid for the season pass right. if i don't get to level 100 then i haven't got my money's worth right? right which is an insidious way of doing it so like i would it's i don't know enough about you know monetization like as 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 a finance person to know what the trade-off would be but i feel like from as a player i would like to see something a bit more fair like yeah. just build take your year building the content and make sure it lasts to some extent the whole year and just build upon it with like new like give me a new raid every three months give me you know a new uh i don't know map for pvp something like that you know what yeah. i mean like progressively releasing things even if you have a, have it all planned for that year but don't charge me 12 bucks every three months for me to have the right like you said the, the right to grind yeah to get the things i paid for yeah i would love to see stuff in the eververse store not get locked behind that barrier that too. That too. i think i think you don't have the you know the classic double layer like currency of you know, in this case, it's bright dust, and then it's silver. Know, silver. Yeah, just yeah. have one currency. Have a way for me to earn it. Um, you know, give me a chance to get some of these items in a loot box, and and then and then if I want to buy other stuff, I can buy it with my dust. And if I really want something, then I'll pay for it. Um, but the idea that I can only have these cool things to pay is it's 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 very passe. Um, and the same thing with the, the the seasons pass. If I'm paying for a seasons pass, and to to a degree they do this, right? If you pay for the seasons pass, you you certainly get uh, XP bonuses to chunk through it that you wouldn't get when you don't pay for. It. Yeah. But I'm not sure the seasons pass model works for them for the reasons we already said. You're you're playing the game to complete your seasons pass, and that's where it loses me on it. When you play PUBG, you're playing PUBG because you want that chicken dinner and you get some bonus content and that's fun. So in, in the case of Destiny, they need to look at a model that is rewarding me for playing the game the way I want to, not forcing me to play the game the oh way they think I should. Don't get me started on that because we're going to go over. <laughs> oh, you don't like to, to, play with... to, to use shotguns to kill 17 Hive on the Leaning Tower of Pizza? Weirdly, no. <laughs> Weirdly, no, I don't. Who would have thought? Listen, it's it's fine. It's just let it go. Yeah. So, like, uh, and, and for like sports games, like I would, you know, turn the game into, you know, something similar to an MMO, right? And and release content every so often with like upgrades to rosters or like. Even, you know, updates to game mechanics and all that stuff, release those as DLCs, but let the game be evergreen, right? No, don't don't make me pay 80 bucks every year for a new game. I actually might go back to playing FIFA, for example, if that was the model, where it's just, okay, this is the game, and now you just get more stuff for it. I actually might go and, and pick it up. And for the loot box model, I would say, you know, don't make me pay for things that like don't don't give me a loot box and then make me pay to open it either make me pay to get the loot box and then you know then you can say okay the the more rare stuff or the rarer stuff it's going to be easier to get if you pay but also give me a way of grinding that either by just playing a lot or by yeah. crafting or you know 
trading I don't like, but I can see that if it's easy enough to trade or if you get enough duplicates that you can do something with it, sure. Right. And that's, that's something that Rocket League actually lets you do. If you get like five of the same, let's say rare type of loot, you can combine them into a random epic loot, which is not ideal, but it's something I guess. Yeah. Right. So yeah, basically what I'm saying is game companies should come listen to this and then fix their fucking shit. Yeah. In a nutshell. Let's just uh, let's just email it to every every one of them. I'm sure we can guess their email addresses. Can't be that hard, sure. right? Yeah, no. Just, it's just Bo- Bobby at Activision.com. Like that's <laughs> that's what it is. I, I think he's yeah. It's fine, we can find him. I, I think you're right. I think, you know, for, for sports games, I think it like I said before, I think that it's like you don't want to give up your sixty dollars a year on your sports game, but I think you bring in a lot more people if you looked at honestly the model that collectible card games use. If if that's your main source of income, if you're if you're making money off of that giving cards to people, then give the game away for free or give it away at a much cheaper price. You know, rosters buying, you know, if you want like I want to buy this year's NHL roster so all the right players are on the teams and all the rookies are in it. You know, that's 20 bucks or something. Now I have the updated rosters. And and maybe there's like a, a season's pass that makes sure that, you know, as players get good or bad in the season, my roster's updated to match that. Maybe that is a, you know, a small fee for me to play pay into as well. I think there's other ways to 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 charge people that will probably piss people off because they like paying $60 for their Madden game and never have never having to pay again. But I think on the other hand, if you pick the things you want, you could probably get more money out of people. And it sounds somewhat insidious, but I think the idea that people get to choose what they pay for and that they also get to have access to the things you're giving them in a way that they can get the thing they want is key, right? Whether yeah. I have to grind for it and or you give me the currency at a slow rate so that I can eventually buy the thing I want. I should always have a way to get the thing I want that doesn't take me 10,000 years. Yeah, and and I like the the idea of you know, here's here's all the things that you can get and then, you know, pay for what you want and then you let me play the game I want to play the way that I want to play it. Right? Instead of shoehorning in something, right? I I think it'd be fine to like you said you get get pay x for updated rosters pay y for you know updated players and you know there's a new game mode pay another z amount of money or z amount of money um and get that right and and then it's like okay this new mode i don't care for it so i won't pay right so but but the thing is i don't i think especially in the case of like ea i don't I don't see them doing that because it's there's a lot of there's this like immediate uh, money grab thing where it's like oh no I need that those sixty eighty however many bucks yeah in this right now right now it has to be right now right and then I don't see them thinking of almost as you know a SaaS kind of thing where it's a recurring revenue which is it's a trickle more than like a bunch of dumps every year or so. Yeah. Well, and I also think those, those games are so reliant on, on the customer that barely has an internet connection. I think we're discounting them to a large degree and that's probably a whole other podcast to, to get into. Um, But I think, I think 
you know, EA to me smells like a Kodak. They're so reliant on old money and they've never found a way to break through into new revenue streams that eventually they're going to die off because those things are going to fundamentally shift and they're going to be left holding their old school bag. The only reason why they haven't been destroyed yet is because they basically have enough money to pay for exclusive rights to all the sports games. Well, and Star Wars. And for some god-awful fucking reason, Star Wars. Although that was done before Disney bought them. So maybe Disney will... They probably maybe, won't. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I would just be sad if EA does go under because BioWare would end up going under too. Well, I'm sure we could scavenge the parts off the EA carcass uh, and pick up BioWare and yeah. Anybody else said it's useful? There? They yeah. bought so many. I don't even know anymore. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Who knows? Maybe maybe Microsoft can buy them and save them. They seem to actually... LucasArts, no? They bought LucasArts too. No, LucasArts shattered. Um, oh, that's right. When, yeah. when Lucasfilm was bought by Disney. Yeah, you're right. Um, right. Yeah, so I think really just stop treating your customers like shit and yeah. give them a way to get the things that they want in your game and make playing your game fun and not a chore and you'll probably do okay with monetization yeah and also you know at least pretend you know the game that you're making um and who plays it and then you know cater your monetization options to the people that are playing your game yeah. not to the whatever investors that look at charts and graphs and, and say this should be you know more profitable or whatever yes i will say that our friends at ea did manage when they made the the new battlefront they were going to do some really heinous stuff and they listened to the 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 player base and they reversed it and removed it so they did manage to get there in the end Um, and that's the way you need to to treat your player base is to to talk to them to understand their needs to understand what's fun and and you can get to a point where you can still make money off them and keep the game live without being exploitive of of that process yeah Um, so i think i think we, we beat this horse to death to death yeah Probably his ghost too. Good. I yeah. I don't believe in ghosts, but if he was there, he's dead. So that's that's really exciting. <laughs> um, so uh, if you'd like to contact either of us, uh, you're welcome to send an email to yourwrongcast at gmail.com. But for now, uh, I'm Matt. And I'm Luciano. And we're here to tell you that you can always have your opinion, but no, it's most definitely wrong. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>